calling all queens It's time we live out our dreams It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing and hurting It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and all my queens cause we know we are worthy It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Getting financially free and we healing the hurting It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and my queens because we know we are worthy Welcome back to the 30 Girl Podcast. It is your co-host, Tia Noel. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Keisha Joe, And we are bringing you a new topic for the month of April. Uh, we are bringing awareness to uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So um, uh, heads up, trigger warning for those of you who have been a victim of sexual assault. We will be talking about... Um, things that might be triggering to you. So uh, we just wanted to throw that warning out there uh, before we start. Um, Just to give you some background about sexual assault awareness, um, it dates back to the 70s. Um, The first rape crisis center um, was established in the Bay Area for uh, women against rape in 1971. Um, In the 80s, they established a coalition against sexual assault. And then by 2001, um, the first Sexual Assault Awareness Month uh, was brought uh, into uh, the public, um, into fruition again by um, some other networks. So we have been um, kind of acknowledging the month of April as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Yes. Um, so yeah, great, great um, for your daughters, for your sons as well. Um, I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on sexual assault when it comes to women, but really Mm -hmm. it's a group effort um, when teaching your children and um, about sexual assault. Absolutely. I'm glad you made that point because I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even think about it being, I was, this is the 30 girl podcast. So let's just be real. (laughs) I hardly think about the men's on here. Um, (laughs) but I'm glad you did bring that up because it is relevant to both sexes. And like you said, we definitely need to educate, not just ourselves as adults, but our children as well. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, most definitely. I know, um, some folks that have been victims of sexual assault and, um, it doesn't have a age discrimination. It doesn't have a color discrimination. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like, us as a people need to kind of be aware of situations um, that I wouldn't say that we put ourselves in, but mm-hmm. um, that could make us more susceptible to sexual assault. Um, I know you, some people have kids probably gearing up for college and things like mm-hmm. that. So make sure that you're educating um, your daughters on uh, the buddy system. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is a loyal a little and we, system we use <laughs> as adults we still practice the buddy system we do if you're in the club and somebody got to go to the bathroom everybody goes to the bathroom yeah so don't take drinks from strangers don't 
um, set your drink down and then come back to it. Things that I feel like are, I wouldn't say common sense, but things that are uh, best practices when you are navigating the real world. Um, because there are all some, there are some sleaze balls out here. <laughs> there really are some sleaze balls out here. Yes. So, really uh, yeah, it's a kind of a, a hard topic. I don't want to make light of it because yeah. it is such a tough topic or a heavy topic to talk about, but we definitely don't want to be too insensitive to our right. listeners and, um, yeah, I agree. But it, like you said, it needs to be discussed in some way, fashion, or form. Um, I we ch- we chatted about this offline a little bit before we started recording, and I was reading with the mission or the description of you know Sam. That's what they call it, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, um, S A A M, and it was talking about the preventative tips. And I'm like, can you really? prevent it i know we talked about the buddy system and things like that but like what would you say are some prevent like can you can we really say that it can be prevented because i know for a lot of people um just in the podcast that i've listened to or stories that i've heard from from my peers is that a lot of times things happen at at home you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying or in school or with Mm -hmm. your friends and very close social settings and things like that. So what's your take on just the whole prevention awareness? And um, I don't think that it's, I wouldn't say that it's a hundred percent preventable, but I think there are ways, like I said, to minimize um, the possibility of a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, being aware of the people that you're with, being aware of um, the situations that you put yourself in, um, being aware of the people that are around you. And again, you could know someone for years and years and years mm-hmm. and one signal or one miscommunication could open up a door to think for someone to think that you are sexually interested in that person and it could be the complete opposite. And then it just kind of spirals from there. Yeah. So I don't think that it's hundred percent preventable, but there are ways to minimize those interactions to where we're not putting ourselves in compromising situations. So like, I, yeah, I don't think that it's a hundred percent preventable, but it is ways to, to minimize that exposure yeah. and minimize, um, you putting yourself in situations with strangers on Tinder that you really don't, <laughs> don't know, know anything exactly. about. <laughs> so, yeah. And not saying because that's a stranger on Tinder that you you deserve that or you're putting yourself in a situation that mm-hmm. could potentially lead to that. But sometimes you have to use common sense and um, not put yourself in those kind of situations yeah it's it's such a tough subject because I'm telling you that word prevents Mm -hmm. like really stood out to me because when I you know when you hear these horrible stories and and like you said going back how we speak on and we don't want to make light of it because a lot of women are going to be triggered or can be triggered by like, had you have done this or right. you hadn't have worn this, or maybe if you didn't go to the party. And a lot of times that answer is, but while I was with my friends or I was right. with 
even my significant other. So I think, like you said, it has no bar on who, what, when, and where something like this can happen. And you definitely want to stay away from victim shaming and telling people, well, if you hadn't wore that, then yeah. they probably wouldn't have got that that um, idea. Or if you hadn't said that, or if you had said no, and if you, you wouldn't play in hard to get. So you definitely got to stay away from victim shaming because that's the worst thing that you could do to someone who's been a victim of a sexual assault to say, well, but if you haven't put, hadn't put yourself in that compromising situation, it probably wouldn't have happened. Um, so we, we're definitely not saying that, but there are, again, ways to um, minimize mm -hmm. the possibility of, of a sexual assault. Um, so and I feel like it's always placed on the woman to, like you said, to make sure that it's us that are that are not putting ourselves in compromising situations when right. it really is a two way. It's a two way street. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a two way street. Yep. So outside of the buddy system that you spoke on earlier, um, what are some other ways that you think that this could be minimized? Just to give out some tips. I know a lot of people on Instagram now are talking about solo traveling. I would love to, but the way my anxiety is set up, I'm not going out of the country by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely not. Um, Dropping your location. I know that's a really good one. Um, oh, yeah. Letting when, your friends be aware yes. of your dates, your spontaneous dates or your whereabouts every now and then. Someone someone you're close to should absolutely have, um, what is it, like share, share your location share with your you. location, yep. Yeah. And I remember back in our dating days mm -hmm. <laughs> before I was you know married yeah. um we used to text the tag numbers the addresses yep. all that stuff to someone where we were going um to let them know hey I'm about to go meet such and such we're gonna go hang out mm -hmm. if he was somebody that they weren't familiar with a tag number a full name an address or something so if something were to happen then they know that this was the last person she was with and um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but another one of the tips um, that um, I've heard is being assertive. So um, the term like no means no um, should be prevalent, but not do it in a way to where it's like playful. So mm -hmm. if you're engaging with someone and you're in a, in a, a situation where it's like they're, kind of I wouldn't say forcing themselves but in making you uncomfortable and you're still being playful sometimes they can't tell whether that no is a no or that no is a oh no you try you should try harder right so um I feel like when you are in situations where you are uncomfortable and you're telling that person no they should know that it's a no it shouldn't be a, oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no. It should be a, excuse my French, a fuck no, take me home, no. a hell no. <laughs> it should be something to where the line has been drawn and there is no room for interpretation. It's yes, very clear. I like that one. Yeah. Yep. It, and it's sad though, because I feel like for women, like I said, this is the 30 Girl Podcast. I know we have a lot of male listeners. Hey guys. But <laughs> um, I know for women, speaking for myself, like sometimes we have to become that bitch. You know what I'm saying? You have to be a bitch in certain situations just to distinctively let people know like this ain't that. Right. 
And I feel like it shouldn't have to be that way. For instance, um, I did want to bring this up, like catcalling, how women are always hollered at on the Mm -hmm. streets in a lot of settings. And um, here lately, I've been seeing a lot of stories where women have actually, they're actually being attacked for not Responding to a cat call or or responding to their advances at the gas pump. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, well, all I did was say hi, bitch. And I'm like, well, dang, I don't have to speak to you. I don't have to respond. That's some home training type stuff. I feel like their parents (laughs) failed them. If you can't take rejection from a stranger, um, your parents failed you. Like, you're not going to win them all, homie. (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna get every number that Mm -hmm. you're not gonna sink every shot that you take so take it with a grain of salt and move on to the next if there is a next but to to verbally or physically attack someone because they're not responding to your advances is beyond me like i i remember some years ago um a, a girl was actually killed shot and killed in dc because she didn't respond to somebody's advances and of course um she just basically said that she wasn't interested i don't know if she said she wasn't interested in a way that made him feel less than but mm-hmm. he literally took out a gun and shot her so yeah, that's crazy and it, it, for a while it makes you um hesitant to even turn someone down if you're not interested out of fear of how they're gonna lash out yeah. like I've even been in situations where I've been approached and tried to talk to and the person was like so aggressive that you're almost kind of, you don't know how to respond. You don't Mm -hmm. know if that person is going to get belligerent because you say that you're married or you say that you're not interested. So you kind of just like laugh it off and and try to be as um, friendly as possible, but still very stern. Exactly. Um, And in situations like that, um, thankfully I'm, I'm not alone in like a dark alley. Um, it's been in a grocery store or it's been at a gas pump to where there are people around and you get loud enough, or if you like get assertive enough, of course, it's going to draw attention from the people around you. Hopefully it draws attention to you and it steers that person away from getting belligerent or whatever. So, um, the assertiveness definitely helps like and there's a way to be assertive but respectful. Um, not saying that you you have to be completely disrespectful because sometimes it's not warranted, but there are ways to talk a person down mm-hmm. like when you're not interested and still be respectful about it and have them maintain their manhood. Now, is it my responsibility for all that? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You're protecting yourself at that point. Your peace, your space. I think 100%. anything anything that you have to do or say to get you out of a situation, do it. And sometimes 100%. it's going to take, if in that moment you feel like you have to um, be friendly towards somebody, I'm not even going to say flirt back because you definitely do not have to do that. That mm-hmm. could definitely um, make them think, you right. know, whatever they want. But a little laugh or chuckle or, you know smart remark or something like that to kind of shut it all down definitely helps I mean I don't know I don't know what it is like I said more more now than ever I'm seeing where men are literally losing their marbles because women 
And it's never that serious. Won't let them pump their gas or you then there and then men are publicly talking about this. And that's why I'm glad that we're speaking on it because I feel like this is something that <laughs> Amber Rose has been trying to talk about for a very long time. And she's kind of been silenced on just in how women we are just living in our truths unapologetically us wearing what we want to wear but mm-hmm. yet that's where this derogatory labeling and um you know we ask for it and all of that stuff is coming into play where it's just like no you have a lane i do too and there's respect and boundaries that should always be in place and they're not Absolutely. Nothing that a woman wears warrants disrespect. It warrants, it doesn't warrant um, the labeling of, oh, she may be this or she must be that. They're, it's closed. Now, mm-hmm. do I believe um, you dress for the occasion? Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You want to know what's crazy? Because we could sit here and say that men could um, label us in social settings or whatever I'm not even gonna keep saying social because it could be in the workplace mm-hmm. it could be anywhere but I feel like women do it as well do we? we I think we do I think we do maybe we do <laughs> if I'm, and I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a great example of when for okay. women and maybe some of our listeners can can relate I am what I consider a hot mom right you mm-hmm. are too you know we like to show some, off every now and then mm-hmm. <laughs> we some milks you know what I'm yes saying? yes um but when i'm with my daughter in like a beach setting on my mommy's shish mm-hmm. i don't want to see a thong bathing suit on who on a, a, another if, if we're at a water park right and i'm with my kid i don't want to see half naked women half naked moms and other and and those you know very i feel like those are like hot girl summer vacation swimsuits you don't you don't have a mom swims okay maybe i'm alone ah you know (laughs) i kind of agree i feel like again there's a time and a place for a thong bikini and it's not at the six flags and that's what I'm saying. So, and I'm not going to be like, oh, look at her. But I, in my head, I would be like, no, girl, girl. Yeah. Like, come know. on. It's kids out here. You got, you got all your, you all got, your, you all got your, your sons out. and his friends with him. You got on the tiniest G-string bikini out here at the wave pool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I am with you. There, again, there is a time and a place, and it's not the amusement park. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's the only time, and I do feel like women sometimes we um, we do size women up. We may not want to um, speak on it, and a lot of times we don't speak on it. But definitely in our head, I've been in some studies where I'd be like, "No, she know funerals, churches, yeah. and and I yeah, <laughs> and I kind of feel like." Is there there's unspoken unspoken rules to like that kind of stuff. Now are we gonna be like, oh, you a you a hoe? Look at this hoe. Like, no, no so, we're not yeah, going to do no, that. But we are gonna comes. side eye you to hell yeah. because you were at an amusement park in a, the the skinniest swimsuit that you could find. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. In those okay. type settings. Yeah. Now, I thought you meant that women were, like, doing that to men. No. Okay. No, women doing it to each other. Like, we do it to each other. Okay. 
Yeah, we do do it to each other. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Nope. So have you ever been in a situation um, where like, let's say in the workplace where a a male coworker has ever like made you feel uncomfortable or made you feel like like made some kind of advances at you in the workplace or anything like that? Have you ever had to like report an incident while you were at work in corporate America? So very crazy because yes but listen to this it was not a male it was a female and she was my boss she was actually a senior manager oh my god of the department <laughs> oh my and god i'm going to i'm going to give you the story <laughs> oh my god it, it it blew me away this is actually first of all this is part part of the reason why i left my corporate jobs um one of the reasons because of this situation because it just Ooh, made me wait, from wait. the very beginning let like, me strap myself in easy. here honey let me strap so it was the in. last job that I was in I was working in a completely different department um before I moved to this department um and I've always been I've always been like in the contractor world you know you're very mm-hmm. familiar with working in contracts so I just wanted to be like full-time with the actual company so when a position came up in a different department I was like gung-ho like yes I'm going to get this job over here I know the work I'm good whatever so I applied got the job boom Mm -hmm. first of all I love clothes so I've never really been like the lax worker that comes to dress comes to work like not dressed like I love you're cute yes I love to dress up for for work um so in this particular department so leggings, of course, were like frowned upon. You know, you can't wear yeah, leggings. You can't to work. wear leggings. You can't to work. wear leggings to work. I know that. First of all, I'm tiny as I don't know what at this point. This is before I gain a little bit of weight now. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little thick now. <laughs> but um, anyways, she must have thought that I had leggings on. So I had on some black, like dress pants, but they were straight leg. You know, New York and Company has the pants that are like yes. straight legs. They're not. Yep. Um, flare or mm-hmm. whatever. They're straight legs. They're straight leg pants, and I had on some booties, mm-hmm. high heel boots, very professional with a blouse and a cardigan over top. Professional, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, to I don't know what to her made it seem like that I had leggings on, but they had pockets in the back. You know the the line. Yeah, it wasn't a pocket pocket, but it, but it was, was a, a fake pocket. Exactly. Yeah. So dress pants pocket. Exactly. Long story short, she took me in the conference room. It was just her and I, and she was just like, um, I don't know what you're used to from over in that department or not, but we hold ourselves to a higher standard of standard over here, and you have on leggings. And I was like, no, I don't. These aren't leggings. I was like, these are actually New York and Company pants, like slim fit, just straight pants. And um, she was like, stand up made me stand up she was like turn around turn around again and the whole time I'm spinning like an idiot <laughs> like I'm a damn mannequin in the store oh, I'm, no. I'm telling you and it just it blew my mind after that bad taste in my mouth for the next four months that I was there I was like literally in hell oh my gosh literally in hell so every day she would come to my desk and like 
I'm like, this lady wants to eat me up. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. But yeah, that's that's what happened. And let me tell you, just speaking from a woman's perspective, having that done to me from another woman probably made me feel the exact same way that a man probably could make a woman feel in that time. It's, oh, it's, I'm sure it was awkward. And it was. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. It was. That's traumatizing <laughs> absolutely traumatizing yes i wanted my job though so i'm gonna like, turn around to these or not i'm, I'm showing her you didn't even you wasn't wedding. even thinking about I it wasn't. you was like you was trying to prove the fact like no homie these no are... and then when i got back to my desk i was like okay that wasn't professional that should it not really have happened wasn't. if she thought that you were dressed inappropriately that she should have took that up with hr yeah like that was not her that was not her place. Not saying that's not her place as your mm-hmm. manager, but that's something that is a code of conduct type of issue that that should have went with you and HR and her. That should have been some type of disciplinary mm-hmm. thing. But for her to take an accomplishment and make you spin around. And, and guess what? When I left there and they and told me write down everything that happened that was ready at the time, I said, y'all better run them cameras. Go back to the conference room on the third floor wherever we were run them cameras and go look at it because she definitely did that to me and it was yeah. just the way that hr was staring at me they was like she did what i was like yeah she made me stand up spin around like twice she was like mm-hmm. and as as i'm spinning she was looking like mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh Oh, that was so cringy. It was. I went back to my desk and told I was good friends with a coworker. Actually, Mother Chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was um, good friends with a coworker there, and I was like, "You won't believe what just happened to me." And she was just like, "You are lying." And it was just, it was a thing. It was a thing. But I don't take it with me or anything. I mean, I, we're talking about it tonight because it yeah. is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. But um, yeah, that's my, that's my. <laughs> yeah that's that's really weird and hopefully they do something about that because I'm, I wouldn't hopefully she's not doing that to the other people in the office making them spin around in their pants like yeah. I can't even imagine mine wasn't even as close to that yeah. <laughs> I just had a male he wasn't even a co-worker he just worked in the same building as us or in the uh-huh. same on the same floor and the, my desk was close to where the kitchen was it was like a shared kitchen space or whatever and every time I would be at my desk he would just come up to say hi but he would stand behind me and rub my shoulders oh no and I would just kind of be like <laughs> like kind of just like get the fuck off me kind of thing yeah but after a while it would just it would make me so uncomfortable every time I would see him go in the kitchen I would get up and leave my desk because I knew he was about to come over there and do it and then one time I literally was just like hey could you not touch my shoulders? Like that makes me really uncomfortable. And it doesn't look nice that you're mm-hmm. standing here, like in my cubicle, rubbing my shoulders. And he was like, Oh, I just save it. Mm-mm. First of all, save it. Mm-mm. I'm just letting you know that you don't need to touch me every time you come in my cubicle. I'm good. You can say hi from the 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 door of my cubicle the little send me an email <laughs> <laughs> you can say hi from the kitchen i'll spin my chair around and wave you don't even got to come out the kitchen but right. he was just like oh no blah blah and after i said that you know he never came back to my desk 
I'm like, and that's fine. You're not hurting yeah, my feelings. Fine. You you absolutely not hurt. You're creepy as hell. Yeah, like, we weren't friends anyway. No, you, know? you rubbing my shoulders the hell. Yeah. First of all, you touching my wig. Get out of my, you right. move. You never know how this thing's set up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> One wrong tug and. Uh, yeah, she going to be laying on the ground. Like, she going to be laying on the ground and then we got to fight and I'm going to lose my job. Yes. Like, come on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's my one that's my one and I'm sure um like I said like Tia said earlier we're not here to make light of the situations but not at all so us laughing or talking about our little incidences um please don't Please don't don't take it as Please us making light this. of the situation, but um, we just wanted to bring awareness to this topic um, and do your own research on sexual awareness um, month for the month of April and make sure that your children know about the uh, sexual assault awareness month and the different tips and tricks that you can share with them um, to make sure that they don't become a victim of sexual assault. Um, it's a really important topic. And I feel like the more that we talk about these things, um, the more people speak up and the more people know, um, the better, the, the better the outcome is yeah. when we make these topics taboo. And when we make these topics, um, like when we sweep them under the rug, people mm-hmm. are less inclined to come out if they are, are a victim of it because they feel like the people are going to judge them, blame them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But if they know that they have allies, um, and people who are going to help them in these situations get justice or um, what have you, people are more inclined to speak up. So we definitely yep. wanted to to shine some light on this uh, today. And I saw a post um, really quick on Instagram. You know, we famous for the memes and the posts. Yes. Some of them do be hitting every now and then. Um, but it said at one point we had to just worry about the adults and they was like now you have to worry about the other kids that are around your kids and the things that they are exposed to absolutely so when we talk about educating your children um and it's so crazy t i don't know if you feel the same way but now that my daughter's a teenager i, I kind of can relate to how my mom felt growing up about your friends and you hey you learn a lot about your kids by the type of friends that they associate themselves with Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like birds of a feather because I think we all want our kids to be perfect and to do things, you know, by the book. But Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, how they are at home, they're not like that at school. But you could kind of gauge how they are based on their friends and how they their friends interact with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. One hundred percent. Pay attention to your friend, your kids their friends and educate them to you know listen and pay attention pick up on what they talk about or that's happening around them as well 100 percent, and go through their phone <laughs> go through their phone <laughs> yes because you they're not gonna tell you nothing but it's gonna be all up and through them group text yes, messages that your kids have yes um, it is 100 go through them phones shoot yes every chance you get when they mm-hmm. Don't have it on them. <laughs> Listen, because I'll tell mine, go get your phone. And she'd take her too long to come back, bring it to me. Nope, nope, don't be in there, Delise. I'm bringing that phone. Like, Dang it. I just had, to, <laughs> I wanted to save these messages. Bring me this phone. <laughs> bring me that phone right now. That's like, too funny. So funny. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, again, 
if this was triggering for you, we apologize. But um, we just thought that it was important for us to 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 talk about this and yeah, um, we talk about everything else. So yeah, hopefully this was helpful to you, um, helpful to everyone listening. Um, so yeah. So if you want to be a guest on the 30 Girl Podcast, you know what to do. Slide in our DMs, um, send us a, a note, head to the website um, and fill out the form. And we would love to have you uh, as a guest on the 30 Girl Podcast. Yes. And go follow the new page on Facebook, 30girl.com slash, not 30girl.com, facebook.com slash the 30 Girl Podcast. Absolutely. We're trying <laughs> to go live on Tuesday mornings um, from Instagram or from Facebook yeah. um, just to have a get ready with us kind of um, chat That's in the morning yeah. and kind of get ready for the day and talk about hot topics, talk about uh, what we have coming down the pipeline and things like that. So uh, we just wanted to add that little fun little um, segment in on Tuesdays. So if you are up that early on Tuesday, um, heading into work, uh, join our lives and uh, get ready with us. Yes. It's All right. Thank you. And until listening. next time, guys, we'll catch Bye. you on next Thursday. Bye.